Hello and welcome to the Golden Chain for the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time. I'm Deacon Patrick. Today I'll have a longer reading from the Golden Chain because uh, we have an interlaced conversation that occurs that I couldn't figure out what to uh, remove. (laughs) A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples, and a sizable crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind man, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. On hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, Son of David, Have pity on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, get up. Jesus is calling you. He threw aside his cloak, sprang up, and came to Jesus. Jesus said to him in reply, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man replied to him, Master, I want to see. Jesus told him, Go your way. Your faith has saved you. Immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. So the first part of the conversation in the Golden Chain is about the one tapestry where both Beatty and Chrysostom, Theophilus, uh, discuss why uh, there are two in one gospel, Matthew, and in Mark, we only have one blind man. Beatty. Matthew says that there are two blind men sitting by the wayside who cried to the Lord and received their sight. But Luke relates that one blind man was enlightened by him with a like order of circumstances as he was going into Jericho, where no one, at least no wise man, will suppose that the evangelist wrote things contrary to one another, but that one wrote more fully what another has left out. We must therefore understand that one of them was the more important, which appears from this circumstance, that Mark has related his name and the other, and the name of his father. Augustine, it is for this reason that Mark wished to relate his case alone, because he received his sight, because his receiving his sight had gained for the miracle a fame illustrious in proportion to the extent of the knowledge of his affliction. Pseudo-Chrysostom And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Perchance the garment of the blind man means the veil of blindness and poverty, with which he was surrounded, which he cast away and came to Jesus. Beatty Could he who was able to restore sight be ignorant of what the blind man wanted? 
His reason, then, for asking is that the is that prayer may be made to him. He puts the question to stir up the blind man's heart to pray. Chrysostom. Or he asks, lest men should think that what he granted the man was not what he wanted, for it was his practice to make the good disposition of those who were to be cured known to all men, and then to apply the remedy, in order to stir up others to emulation, and to show that he who was to be cured was worthy to obtain the grace. Theophilus, the mind of the blind man is grateful, for when he was made whole he did not leave Jesus, but followed him. Bede, in a mystical sense, however, G Jericho, which means the moon, points out the waning of our fleeting race. The Lord restored sight to the blind man when drawing near to Jericho, because coming in the flesh and drawing near to his passion, he brought many to the flesh to the, <laughs> he brought many to the faith. For it was not in the first years of his incarnation, but in the few years before he suffered, that he showed the mystery of the word to the world. Beatty. Mark, indeed, in writing that the one received his sight, refers to the saving of the Gentiles, that the figure might agree with the salvation of those whom he instructed in the faith. But Matthew, who wrote his gospel to the faithful among the Jews, because it was also to reach the knowledge of the Gentiles, fitly says that two received their sight, that he might teach us that the grace of faith belonged to each people. And so now we get this uh, opening up of the layers of the gospel that our uh, forefathers in faith beheld and invite us to see also. Therefore, continues B.D., <clears throat> as the Lord was departing with his disciples and a great multitude from Jericho, the blind man was sitting, begging by the wayside. That is, when the Lord ascended into heaven and many of the faithful followed him, Yea, when all the elect from the beginning of the world entered together with him the gate of heaven, presently the Gentile people began to have hope of its own illumination, for it now sits begging by the wayside because it has not entered upon and reached the path of truth. Pseudo-Jerome The people of the Jews also, because it kept the scriptures and did not fulfill them, begs and starves by the roadside by the wayside but he cries out son of david have mercy on me because the jewish people in is enlightened by the merits of the prophets many rebuke him that he may hold his peace that is sins and devils restrain the cry of the poor and he cried the more because when the battle waxes great hands are to be lifted up with crying to the rock of help that is, Jesus of Nazareth. Beatty. Again, the people of the Gentiles, having heard of the fame of the name of Christ, sought to be made a partaker of him. But many spoke against him, first the Jews, then also the Gentiles, lest the word which was to be enlightened should call upon Christ. 
The fury of those who attacked him, however, could not deprive the salvation of salvation those who were foreordained to life. And he, Jesus, heard the blind man's cry as he was passing, but stood when he restored his sight, because by his humanity he pitied him, who by the power of his divinity was driven away, has driven away the darkness of from our mind. For in that Jesus was born and suffered for our sakes, he, as it were, passed by, because this action is temporal. But when God has said to stand, it means that himself, without change, he sets in order all changeable things. But the Lord calls the blind man, who cries to him when he sends the word of faith to the people of the Gentiles by preachers. And they call on the blind man to be of good cheer and to rise, and bid him come to the Lord, when, by preaching to the simple, they bid them have hope of salvation and rise from the sloth of vice, and gird themselves for a life of virtue. Again he throws away his garment and leaps, who, throwing aside the bands of the world, with unencumbered pace hastens to the giver of eternal light. Pseudo-Jerome How consistent also is the order of salvation. First we heard by the prophets, then we cry aloud by faith, next we are called by apostles, we rise up by penitence, we are stripped of our old garment by baptism, and of our choice we are questioned. Again, the blind man, when asked, requires that he may see the will of the Lord. Beatty, therefore, let us also imitate him. Let us not seek for riches, earthly goods, or honors from the Lord, but for that light, which we alone with the angels can see, the way to which is faith. Wherefore, also, Christ answers to the blind man, Thy faith hath saved thee. But he sees and follows who works what his understanding tells him is good. For he follows Jesus, who understands and executes what is good, who imitates him, who had no wish to prosper in this world, and bore reproach and derision. And because we have fallen from this inward joy, by delight in the things of the body, he shows us what bitter feeling feelings the return thither would cost us. Theophilus. Further, it says that he followed the Lord in this way, that is, in this life, because after it all are excluded who follow him not here by working his commandments. May Christ give you the light and startle you with joy. <laughs>